2: Welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ, and I am joined by my Korean sensei, Hovercraft Joe. Uh,
1: what is up, LPJ?
2: How do you feel about being called my Korean sensei?
1: I mean, I don't love it.
2: You're about you're about as Korean as the Korean guy in this film.
1: Yeah, I I realize, yeah, 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 I realize that that was um not not a great way to start the movie and I was like I don't I don't I I'm going to save it. You know what? <laughs> I got I got so many thoughts. It's like everything I want to say about this movie is like you guys will appreciate the Simpsons joke. It's like when they're explaining to Mr. Burns all the diseases he has and how they're all like stuck in the door. <laughs> like that's how I feel about all the thoughts I have about this this movie is that they're all like want to come out at once and
0: they're stuck. LPJ, would you describe me as your personal Wilford Brimley? Ooh, maybe not my personal
2: Wilford Brimley, (laughs) but like the Wilford Brimley I share with other people. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) We we are of course joined by James.
0: Yeah. Hi everybody. How are we doing? (laughs) And this movie
2: is partially your fault.
1: Can I just say him. that I I don't think Wilford Brimley gets out of his goddamn chair this whole
0: movie. You <laughs> know, doesn't... there's probably a reason for that. I think he might have diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> the, that was the only,
1: like, originally sphinx is going to be on this episode and then he ended up not being able to and i was like oh thank goodness i don't have to hear him do his wilford brimley imitation for the whole episode that was like one of the saving graces but anyways all right why don't why don't you introduce this movie okay. uh lpj since it's I, I blame you
2: so we are talking about <laughs> remo williams the adventure begins Uh, this is a 1985 American action action adventure film directed by, uh, (laughs) sorry, classic, classic. directed by, um, James Bond vet director, Guy Hamilton, which makes sense. Once you kind of understand the conceit of this film, um, this is based on the destroyer, uh, series of pulp novels, which I had no idea existed. Uh, there's 150 of them. Yeah, and there's 150. They have like four or what? five come out a year. Yep.
1: Now, do they all star Remo Williams?
2: Yes. Yes, but not Fred Ward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's not Fred Ward. Sometimes it is though, which is really strange. But. Uh,
1: like <laughs> I, uh, Okay, just continue.
2: So <laughs> Yeah, so we, we need to talk about kind of why this movie's on the show. Why 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 are we doing this movie? And
1: oh, good because I was wondering about that too. So this will, <laughs> right, so this, this kind of came. Awesome. At, this all enlightened me as well. This
2: uh wow. this kind of came at at me from two different sides here. So back in twenty whatever we started the podcast right three years ago. Um. I had asked for suggestions of movies we should do, or movies people may want to see us do. And one of the first movies suggested was uh, Remo Williams: The Adventure Begins, and it was suggested by our friend uh, Dwight. Uh, and uh, and um, f- for whatever reason, so Dwight actually was a fan of the of the podcast network when we first started back in 2013. So he's been around for forever, and. I told him, like, all right, I've never heard of this movie. I'll add it to the list. And I researched it a little bit. I'm like, oh, yeah, this seems like a, the kind of movie we really need to cover on the podcast. So then cut to years later where I can't get Sphinx to commit to it. Joe certainly didn't want to do it. Um, I'm talking to James for a completely unrelated thing. And I had mentioned that. I think I would mentioned we were doing un, uh, underappreciated films. And he said, listen, when you guys do Remo Williams, you call me. <laughs> because I grew up with this movie, my dad and I watched it together. We need to do this movie, that's and I right said, best. and I said, okay. Well, it feels it. That's it. I have two people who have suggested this to me. One can be on the show, so uh, I guess here we are. So, so my question to you is, uh, uh, why did you let your father torture you like this?
0: All right. So, backstory. <laughs> and again sometimes I get a little long-winded on it when I talk about the history of my movies and whatever but um, as you guys both know um, I am huge into comic books and that all stemmed from the 1989 Batman movie my dad and I went and saw that and then pretty much like on the way home from seeing that in theaters we stopped at the comic book store and bought some comic books and got all into into reading comics right Um, so as you're also probably both aware Late '80s, early '90s. When it comes to comic book movies, your choices are Batman <laughs> and shit. <laughs> so after we'd uh, we'd hit up blockbuster to rent all of the um, superhero-themed movies they had, which ex- uh, consisted of just like the uh, the late. 70s early 80s uh, live action spider-man tv show that they had on on vhs you guys remember that oh yeah <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and his, web, his then, web that looked like a giant like giant like fishing rope
1: yep. like, I don't, like something you tie a boat down with i don't want to interrupt your story here but i will just say as recently as like a year ago i think it was during quarantine i found and watched every single episode of that amazing spider-man 70s tv show <laughs> on youtube watched all like 15 episodes of it anyways go ahead
0: (laughs) so anyway so as you could see the bar was low um and and obviously like the christopher reeve superman but that that was already established i wouldn't count that as, as as comic book movies because that wasn't something new for us to to ingest um so basically back in the back in these days you couldn't just like go on the internet and look up things So every week he'd look in the TV guide for anything that was superhero related or fighting crime related about movies that were coming up. Remo Williams' The Adventure Begins was on TBS like every other month.
2: Wow. Okay.
0: (laughs) So, and we'll get into it when we describe the movie. But for 11-year-old me, it was sweet. (laughs) Obviously some things haven't aged well about it. Um, but <laughs> just,
1: just some things? <laughs> so
2: so your dad didn't read the books or anything?
0: He didn't. He didn't even know it was a book series. So we watched it and then like he proceeded to then look it up um in his database at work cuz he worked for a chain of bookstores and was like, "Hey, there's a book series." "Hey, it looks like there's a Marvel magazine series which at the time right after this movie came out, Marvel released a series of like full-size black and white magazines um, that like there were comic books, but they were right. magazine size. Um, and there's about 12 issues of those. I have all those. And then they, then for some odd reason, six years later, they released a limited edition mini series. That was actual comic book size. Um, anyway. I so, assume you have that as well. I, yeah, I, I have that. <laughs> 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 I, yes, I do in fact have that as well. Um, but the, so also to 11 year old me at the time, I would not gra- I couldn't grasp the fact that there is, what do you mean there isn't a second part? It's called The Adventure Begins. Give me the adventure continues. <laughs> like,
1: right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they were they were really shooting high by naming this the adventure begins.
0: Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah, probably a misstep. Maybe <laughs> maybe one of the missteps in the movie. <laughs> yeah.
1: One one of few missteps. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. But uh, but so it was on all the time on TBS. I can think of probably I probably saw this movie like twice a year, four or five years in a row. Between the ages of 11 and 16, um, just this, because it was on TV.
2: How did this never get brought up when we were kids? Because we've known you for a long time. We've yeah. hung out a lot. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. How
2: did this were, never get brought up?
0: Well, and then furthermore, it, you you loop us in with. Like, hell, you worked in a video store. Yeah. I can't believe I never brought it up to you there. I don't Let alone the fact that that every Friday night, Jody would go and read two, move, two to three movies <laughs> that would that would fall into this category of like... Well, he had two criteria. It was explosions and boobs. This doesn't have boobs. <laughs> right. I mean, those, are,
1: those are good. I mean, not bad criteria, though. Uh-huh. No,
0: but, uh, but yeah, I can't believe this has never come up. And I think it's only because it wasn't ever... Like, if you think about all of the, the comic book interactions that we had, yeah. By the, by the time the three of us were going out and buying comic books together, I already had the 15 issues of Remo Williams, or sorry, The Destroyer, um, that existed, so there was no further reason to bring it up, because they weren't releasing anymore. You know what I mean?
1: That's fair. Were, there, there was never a window when you're like, hey, you guys should see this movie where the guy from Tremors runs over wet cement. <laughs> <laughs>
0: amazingly no i didn't didn't bring that up or or, hey you know dirty dancing what if baby's dad dressed up like a korean guy Uh, (laughs) anywho go on all right
2: uh joe i'll let you take it from here
1: um yeah i don't i i might have like heard you mention this movie before like just like doing it on the podcast but it never sunk in cut to like a week ago, I was I, I was I was I was down in Florida. I went down to Florida for a wedding, um, and I just get a message on the Discord from LPJ, and all it says is like, "Hey, James is going to be on. We're doing Remo Williams. It's free on Tubi." And I'm like, "The fuck!" But like, I couldn't process it because I'm like, I'm on this trip, whatever. I'm like, "Okay, I'll figure it out when I get home." And then cut to this week when I'm like, oh, "Okay, I got to watch this movie," and I'm like, "Wait, the." Guy that's not Kevin Bacon from Tremors <laughs> is the star of this movie, and like Wilford Brimley's in it. And then I started watching it, and I watched it, um, and like I got to say, like I was kind of aggravated watching it. And then like I don't know about you guys, but the ads that Tubi made me watch—they were terrible ads. Oh, I had I, uh, I had to run it.
2: Like I paid to watch this, and it was worth paying to watch it.
0: Oh, uh, I watched it. It was I watched... on Tubi and on YouTube. I watched it on both.
2: Oh.
0: <laughs> you watched it on both? well you watched, I watched it, it in snippets oh. i watched it in snippets and i couldn't get Tubi to load on my phone but i could find oh. the entire movies on youtube anyway
1: well <laughs> i watched it on tubi um so basically i never heard of the movie i now know it exists um uh, something like I, there's there's a when we get into the budget of this movie that's something that kind of made me want of like like it blew my mind then i found out that this movie got nominated for an academy award and i wanted to jump off my second story balcony in my apartment because i got nominated for like best makeup at the 1986 academy awards um
0: for something well, no, that's I, racist let's put that disclaimer in here it's no it like, gets
2: better he also got nominated for best supporting actor at the
1: golden globes like it's it's very. I mean, like it's bad. I feel like even back in 1986, it's bad to dress up a white dude as a k- old Korean man. Like, it's it's not good. Like a lot of things in the new movies are like, well, like you know, it was a different time or whatever. Like they, you shouldn't do that in 1985. Still, cool, anyways, yeah. I'm gonna get ahead myself. LBJ. Well, what about you in this movie?
2: Oh yeah, the first time I ever heard of it is when uh, when Dwight brought it up to us. Brought it up to me like, you know, three years ago. Uh, I had no idea what it was, no idea it existed. And then every once in a while someone will pop in, like to Discord, or they'll mention this movie. And I I don't know why it's as, as cult why it's as much of a cult classic as it is. But Well now that
0: you've seen it, I think you know why.
2: Oh yeah. That's it. <laughs> you you know what? You're right. It has cult classic <laughs> written all over it. But yeah, so this is so if this is officially the first time I've ever seen it.
1: Oh, but first of many viewings, I'm assuming.
2: Yeah, yeah. Which um, reminds oh. me, uh, later this month, guys. Actually probably by the time this episode comes out, the uh, they're releasing a Blu ray special edition of it.
1: Oh, thanks. I'll have to make sure not to pre order that. Um Okay, I hope it's 4K. Uh, <laughs> it is. I
2: believe it is. I believe it is 4K. <laughs> anyway,
0: go ahead.
1: So, uh, release date on this, October 11th, 1985. It has a budget of $40 million, which I literally mm-hmm. had to double check like three or four times, and I still don't believe that that can actually be the budget of this movie. Um, but supposedly, the budget of this movie is $40 million. Where that money went? I don't know. Uh, it's domestic gross is $14 million. So, yeah, and so it's, it's rotten tomatoes, uh, is 39% and an audience score of 58%.
2: Wow. That audience score is
1: unreal. They just, they just kept, uh, asking, uh, 11 year old James what he
0: thought of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, I got like, my slurpee. And I'm up. like, it's awesome. <laughs>
1: Um, okay so uh top grossing movies of 1985 are number one back to the future uh number two a movie we have covered on this podcast Rambo first blood part two and number three is Rocky four uh other movies from 1985 that we have covered on this podcast are number nine the Goonies number 25 commando uh number 50 Invasion USA uh one of our personal favorites and this movie uh, Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins, uh, comes in 58 in the domestic box office for 1985. Okay. So, cast of this movie. We mentioned Fred Ward playing Remo Williams, uh, Wilford Brimley playing Harold Smith, and the only other person I knew in this whole damn movie is Kate Mulgrew playing Major Rainier Fleming. What do you got for me, LPJ?
2: All right. Well, you got Joel Gray, who plays uh, Chun in this. He's the he's the Korean guy. He, he's the white man playing the old Korean. The white man, man playing the old Korean. He he's, yeah.
0: He, he's the fifty year old white man playing the eighty year old Korean. Man.
2: Right. He is um, kind of like a like a like a a great Broadway actor. He won um awards for playing uh, in Cabaret. Uh, he's been in a ton of different movies. He's known as like kind of uh an actor singer you know dancer kind of does it all sort of kind of guy
0: um it's also jennifer gray's
2: dad also jennifer gray's dad yes
0: oh okay (laughs) i didn't know that sorry i
2: should probably mention that yes also jennifer gray's dad uh
1: jay star of the star of the book of bobo (laughs) fat jennifer gray she was in it she's in the star but was she yeah she was the the twi'lek the one that ran the club jennifer gray yeah no it's not yeah wasn't it no who was it
2: then? That was um uh it's not Jennifer Grey it's um
1: oh Jennifer Beals Jennifer Beals
2: <laughs> yeah, oh, Jennifer Grey uh, star of Dirty Dancing. But
1: who's
2: Jennifer Beals? Jennifer Beals is not the star of Dirty Dancing.
1: What are we talking <laughs> what? about? What <laughs> are we talking so about trying. right now? I don't, I don't know. Keep talking. I'm gonna look. Up, I'm gonna look this up. So uh, J A
2: Preston, who was Mac in this. Uh, he's actually the only thing I know him from is he is the judge from a few good
1: men. Oh, yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hail.
2: No, that's not a few good men. That is <laughs> oh, that is a time oh, yeah, to kill. Yeah, that's
1: that's, so,
0: that's uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. You're a little off your game that to is the not,
1: not true. All right. I need to I need to uh I need to figure this out. Okay. This is what I'm gonna say. Jennifer Beals is the star of the movie Flashdance. Flashdance, yes. Okay. And I I don't know why I quoted Time to Kill. Uh, it takes place in a courtroom as well, so I guess I was right there. I'm going to lock it in. Thank this, you. This, Did this you want to throw out any
2: My Cousin Vinny quotes while you're here?
1: I've never seen My Cousin Vinny. Oh, um, that's a good movie. Oh. This Oops. I just this movie is. Anyway, me for a loop,
2: please allow me to continue. Kate, yeah, oh. Mul- Kate Mulgrew is in this. She's Captain Janeway in Star Trek Voyager. I
1: said Kate Mulgrew. That was one of the three people I mentioned. I'm as saying. I knew I'm this movie. saying
2: it again. Reginald Vel Johnson makes a very quick cameo in this. <laughs> Fuck
1: that. He's not in this movie. He is in this movie. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> he makes a quick, quick cameo in this. Uh, Gene LaBelle is in this He plays Red one of, the, one of the bad guys in it He is known as the godfather of grappling He invented the LaBelle lock Which is like a fancy wrestling move He trained a bunch of the MMA guys He's one of the fathers of MMA um, What else we got for you uh, 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 William Hickey is in this Who uh, is in He's the, the uncle In National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation With the toupee? No? Nothing? Nobody? Okay.
1: I mean, I'm familiar with that, but I wouldn't have picked him out of a lineup.
2: There's a guy named Patrick Kilpatrick in this.
1: (laughs) Now you're just naming people. (laughs) Again, where the fuck did the $40 million go? I I literally don't like every, I feel like we all need to Google that like independently right now to make sure I'm not crazy. I, I'm googling it no, again. No, we'll leave it. And so, the the whole yeah.
2: conceit of making this film was they wanted to make an American kind of uh, like blue collar James Bond. So they got Guy Hamilton who directed Goldfinger and like Man with the Golden Gun, and they got uh, it's like a couple of the writers. They got some of the producers, and this movie looks like a James Bond movie. From the late '60s, <laughs> like it <laughs> looks like later. it looks like a late oh. '60s James Bond movie made in 1985. Uh, so they succeeded there, I guess.
1: It, uh, my gosh! So yeah. here's yeah, it, here's a yeah. So and looked it up, and th- they said, <laughs> uh, in contrast, this is fucking insane. So this movie costs forty million dollars. And it, Back to the Future, number one grossing movie, made $210 million to the box office, cost $19 million to make. Wow. <laughs> this so, movie cost double what Back to the Future cost to make.
0: Did they, where, did that money, them, where did the money go? The Statue of Liberty scene. That had like, to be it, right? Or blowing stuff up. Like, like
1: literally, like I said, Wilfred Brimley sits in a chair the whole movie. Yeah. It doesn't stand up.
0: Again, I don't know if he could. You know?
1: <laughs> okay. Oh. Net worth. I only have two networks for you, believe it or not. Um, first one, Kate Mulgrew. She's got that sweet, sweet, whatever dumbass Star Trek show she's on. <laughs> uh, <what do> you, <laughs> that sweet, sweet, dumbass Star Trek show money. What do you think, uh, LBJ? Five million. Okay. Uh, James?
0: I'll say seven million.
1: Uh, Eight million dollars for uh, Kate Mulgrew. Uh, All right, Uh, Fred Ward, actually (laughs) (laughs) crazy enough to think that he's actually been covered on this podcast, but because we did Tremors, so what do you think, James, for Fred Ward? He's got that sweet, sweet Tremors 2 money.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was the electric boogaloo, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know what? He's got that sweet, sweet playing DJ Qual's dad in Road Trip money.
0: Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I'll say a less than a million.
1: All right. What do you think LBJ?
0: Ooh, 2 million,
1: $3 million for Fred Ward. So, wow. yeah, you
2: know what? Not they, from this movie though. Are you kidding me? For as much as I played it on uh, TBS, I'm sure he's got lots that's of residuals.
0: True. Yep. Yeah, that's true. I, uh, <laughs> all right. So
1: we mentioned the director, Guy Hamilton, LBJ's already covered him. Um, the writers, so like we talked about, it's based on a novel, and that's written by Richard. Why is there two people writing the novel? Because like, there are two
2: people writing it.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Richard Sapir and Warren Murphy. Yeah, they both are like,
2: the Cause, you know, you, you write four books a year, it's going to take a couple people to do that. <laughs>
0: I Maybe mean, that's also why it's so disjointed. They just take turns writing sentences. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: it's like that like it's like that game where you write part of a story and then you just pass it off to someone else yep. and they pick it up. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and then the screenplay is by Christopher Wood. Although I heard that Guy Hamilton apparently was like uncredited, like actually wrote most of it. Is that true? Like I, you I, know talk, I Hamilton. talked to him. I talked yeah. to him.
2: He said uh, he said, Yeah, it's yeah. true. He said it's absolutely true.
1: Um, okay. Music Music by Craig Saffin. And we're gonna play the main <laughs> We're gonna play the main Remo Williams theme, or at least part of it. I would say that this main part of it is like I don't know, thirty seconds long, if that. How many times do you think they replay this throughout oh, the course of the it, movie? This
2: 30 seconds is 90% of the soundtrack in this movie.
1: That was like the only thing. We don't we don't really message a lot about the movies. When we're watching, I'm saving it for the podcast, but that was like the one thing uh LPJ messaged me and he was like, yeah, he's like, get ready for the Remo Williams theme. It's like 15 seconds long and they play it 8,000 times.
0: Except um, at the beginning when they play it for four minutes straight. The, yes. The only, the only thing
1: I messaged LBJ, which he conveniently didn't respond to was just started watching this Remo Williams movie. I hate you, LBJ. <laughs> I just left it. <laughs> Didn't respond to that, but uh, so we are gonna play uh, this part of the Remo William themes, correct? Yep,
2: here we go, All right. That's that's more than enough.
0: <laughs> can't even.
2: That's, we're good. I, what did this guy even write?
1: I don't know the Remo Williams theme, he wrote, and he's like, "Yeah, I got like a good bit. It's like fifteen seconds." They're like, "Great,
0: keep playing it <laughs> again."
1: He wrote
2: the theme to Cheers. That can't be right.
1: Like the theme song to Cheers. Making your way in the world today takes everything you got? I think so. Hold on. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot? Yeah, he wrote the music to Cheers.
2: Huh. Yeah, he wrote that. He wrote uh, the music to The Last Starfighter. Ooh, uh, The Last Starfighter
1: is – that's. A, do you guys remember The Last Starfighter? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that's a solid That was on movie.
0: TBS almost as often as Remo Williams. Uh,
1: he also wrote the music to
2: Major Pain. Jody will be happy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, he's done a lot of stuff. Stand and deliver. Okay.
1: Yeah, I don't get uh, it. Sorry, I mean the jingle
0: it. the jingle for Remo isn't bad. It's just way overused.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's a catchy little oh, little guys little beat. guys. He wrote no the point. score
0: to Leisure Suit Larry Five. <laughs> <laughs> Which is way better than the score to Leisure Suit Larry 1 through 4 Yep, so heads up there guys <laughs> That explains it, there it is thought, As We who found thought it, they made? We, cracked code, thought they made? we cracked the Who'd code guys
1: We cracked the code Who thought they made uh, 5 Leisure, 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 that Leisure game? Suit Larrys Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh boy, this I'm thrown for a loop um, Okay Does anybody Have anything else they want to mention Before we start talking about the plot this <sighs> movie?
0: No, I'm good. A young, uncredited Bruce Willis tried out for the part that uh, Fred Ward got.
1: <laughs> he was going to be Remo? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay.
0: Probably a good career movie, didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, um, this movie starts off with, uh, Marv Elberts, actually, of all people. Uh, Marv yes! Velber- <laughs> yes! Marv Elberts announcing a basketball game. Um, we're introduced to, like, Remo, but I guess he's not Remo at this point. Um, no, he looks like a
2: Puerto and- Rican man. And he's like <laughs> eating a donut. He's just,
1: Yes. He's, he's just like a uniformed police officer. Uh, he sees this dude getting chased by these other two dudes, and he goes to save him, But then that dude starts beating him up um and then all three dudes are fighting him and he beats him up and then like a guy shows up in a truck and pushes his police car into the water and like divers show up to get him out of the car and already like this is like five minutes maybe into the movie if yeah. that and i'm like what the fuck is going on
0: well because then and because five minutes were spent with just on the theme that's true opening credits but anyway yes
1: so then we cut to his funeral um for him and then he wakes up and he's in the he's like in a uh, hospital and apparently they gave him plastic surgery which I guess I didn't notice at the beginning because I knew it was Fred Ward and I was like oh it kind of looks like Fred Ward but now it really is Fred Ward because they gave him plastic surgery and he's being recruited by this like super secret organization um and maybe you guys can help me out here why Why, why did they recruit him?
0: Because he's good uh he's a, he's a uh he's a decorated police officer and a, an ex-marine and he's exactly what they're looking for as the enforcement arm of cure the organization do they,
1: they ever weapons. say the actual name of it i, I don't think maybe once I think, yeah i saw that in some of my research and i'm like Cure? what's that yeah yeah
2: and i think it's because he had no family uh which yes so yeah, who were all those people too. at his
0: funeral other other cops and stuff (laughs) um
1: do you guys remember what uh the dude tells him the 11th commandment is
0: thou shalt not get away with it (laughs)
1: that's right thou shalt not get away with it uh so he he sneaks out of the hospital and steals an ambulance this is where i do have the note that says "Ooh, carl winslow sighting (laughs) (laughs) yes yes (laughs) um so uh, he steals the ambulance, but then like the dude what is the guy's name? The guy that like the uh, why I
0: McCreary? McCleary? McCreary? I, McCleary. I just don't
1: want Okay, so McCleary. McCleary's like already in there Mac. and he's like just hey call
0: him Mac. Mac. So
1: Max, like, hey. He like, looks
0: like D.P. Vest from the old Cops cartoon show. <laughs> yes. Yes, he
1: does. You're <laughs> absolutely right. Fighting crime in a future time. What oh, a good, man. Uh- if he just had, like, dark sunglasses, that would have been him. <laughs> yep. Those are the toys that primarily are like, I don't know. How can we work in, like, caps into these toys? <laughs>
0: exactly. We've got excess gunpowder. What should we do? Put it in the, put it in the toys.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay. Okay so uh he steals the ambulance with that max in there and he's like oh like drive here and he takes him to the headquarters of this organization cure which is like in a bank building and they go down an elevator and like there's Wilfred brimley just sitting behind this like i had to laugh because they're like oh this computer's like super high tech and it's like an apple two ears yeah <laughs> yep uh, and also, like so this this they're like, we work for the President, we're this organization, also, it's only us three people, and we just you just joined, <laughs> And I feel like I thought I was like, well, that's probably for like budget reasons for the movie, And then I found out this movie cost forty million dollars, and I was very yeah. confused about it so so I have a question.
2: Yeah. They've been around apparently since like the Kennedy administration, this. Has it only been the two of them that entire
1: time? I was wondering that too. He's like, he's like, yeah, I, I, we've worked for five different presidents, and then it's like, well, now there's three of us. Like, wait, wh- what?
2: What? <laughs> so was yeah. Mac the
1: enforcer
2: prior to him?
0: I don't or know. Have, there's or, a lot of, or if they had like,
1: question. or if they had like other like Remos. Oh, which by the way, he gets the name Remo Williams off a bedpan in the hospital room. I just want to clarify that. Yes, but maybe maybe there's been other quote unquote Remo Williams who have like died and they just keep finding new ones.
0: Also it's, it's, it's extremely annoying how often Mac says Remo when they leave, like gets in, gets in the ambulance, puts a gun to his head and says, drive Remo. Don't think about it, Remo. What are you doing? Remo? Like (laughs) I get it. His name's Remo. You don't have to use it every single time you talk to him.
1: Like you're the one that gave it to him. Um, so okay so he's kind of forced to join this organization because they're kind of like hey you're dead so there's not really anything you can do um they're like hey we're gonna give you their first job you're gonna go into this place and kill this guy it's an old asian dude quote unquote asian dude and then this okay so this is where i i first start to be like what, what is going on with this movie because this guy like he tries to shoot this asian guy and he just starts dodging bullets <laughs>
2: Yeah, in the weirdest way possible. Right? It's real strange Lean. the way he's dodging him. Lean.
1: Yeah, it's just like leaning out of the way. Like, listen, I under- <clears throat> but I, I don't think you could just like, oh, I hear someone's going to pull a trigger and I'm going to move faster than a bullet. Yeah. Um,
0: also, yeah. like,
1: my next note says, eek, Remo's pretty racist. And this <laughs> is before I realized that the guy playing the old Asian man is a white dude. So, um <laughs> Uh, but it is pretty funny because the Asian dude, uh, uh, what's his name? Ch- Chien, Chun, Chen Chi- Chien. Chien, Tien, Chien. Uh, Chun, Chun, uh, kicks his ass, uh, and then it turns out that like this three-person organization, Chun is the one that trains people for him. I don't know. Like I didn't understand his connection to the organization, but they want him to chain train Remo in the art of what's the martial arts that he's the master of called.
0: Sinanju. Yeah. I think that's it. Oh, that, was, that was another random snippet that I read is that when they were uh, auditioning people for Remo's position for the position of Remo, they uh, asked numerous actors if they'd ever had any experience with Shinanju. And multiple <laughs> actors said that yes, they had taken years of Shinanju, even though it's a made-up martial art.
1: So then we get so so he's going to train him. Then we get what I would say is like a sequence where we're where we get like some of him cha- training Remo. Cut to Wilfred Brimley on his computer. <laughs> Cut to training, cut back to Willard <laughs> Brimley on the computer. Just like somehow, like he's able to spy on everything from this computer. He's watching like hearings inside the Pentagon. Yeah. Um, it's very confusing. Kate Mulgrew, she is, she works at the Pentagon. She's in the Army. Question I think mark? she Yeah,
2: She's in the Army. She's in Army intelligence, I think, or, or something, some kind of.
1: Which, by the way, how much of a creep is that guy she works with when they first introduce her? And he's like, yeah, oh, he's a, just...
0: I'm going to touch your hand instead.
1: Yeah, He's just, like, the biggest creep. And then she goes and sees the general, and, like, I'm like, I have a note that says, apparently everyone in the army is very sexist because they're like, well, you know you're a woman and all this stuff. It's very...
0: <sighs> I think that sums it up. <laughs> just a collective sigh of... Come on. And so,
1: cut back to uh, Remo. He's living in in Chen's place. Chen's place, uh, and I like how he talks about his like martial arts, whatever. How they've like done like assassinations throughout history, and one of the people that they talk about that they assassinated was Robin Hood. Yeah, like <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, oh, okay. I do like the little bit that like uh, Chen is obsessed with watching that soap opera. I don't know if we ever get. Maybe we do get the name of it, but I didn't write it down. But um that's kind of at
0: one point but i don't remember what
1: it was that's kind of a fun fun little runner that he likes the um uh likes that soap opera more training he does like that parkour course in the in the apartment um uh and then like okay there's a lot of training in this like yes there's so much
2: training this movie's long this movie's what two hours long two Two hours hours long, long, long He he does easily 30 minutes of training in this.
1: But what I find is weird is that like most of the training we see him do is like running or parkour based. We never really see him learn how to hit people or do any of that stuff. Like he walks on the roof. He does the stuff on the Statue of Liberty. He does the parkour course. Like, but we never see him like teach him how to punch or hit or do anything like that.
2: Right. But does he really? Like, I don't remember him doing a whole lot of that anyway.
1: Well, he beats up the guy with the diamond tooth.
0: Yeah, but that's it. Yeah. That's true. But no, he I mean, he beat up the guys on the Statue of Liberty. Kinda. Which oh, I I cannot yeah, I, oh, I
1: cannot wait till we get to the Statue of Liberty thing cuz anyways, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, but to your point about the training, like this I was rewatching it, I was waiting for the classic 1980s training montage, yeah. you know, like with montage music behind it. South
1: Park, Um, even Rocky had a montage.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but you know what doesn't have a montage? (laughs) Rita Williams.
1: (laughs) They're like, we're just going to show you in real time all the training. How
2: how is this? I'm curious how this movie was cut for TBS because it probably had they probably had to cut it to fit a two hour time slot, which means they cut a fair
0: amount of it for commercials. That's a good question, and, and obviously that was 30 years ago, so I right. don't remember. So I'm thinking, maybe the movie's <laughs> better on you movie's better better TV, movie, and I don't know that I would miss any of it. Like.
1: Yeah, you could cut out like a lot of the training, uh, and you probably would notice. So, like, okay. Uh, okay, uh, Kate Mulgrew, she's at, like, this weapon testing thing at an army base. We should mention, the main antagonist in this movie is a guy named Grove. And he's like an industrialist kind of like building weapons for the military yeah so she goes to this army training exercise and one of his guns like misfires and straight up kills this dude <laughs> yeah. this guy uh then come back oh i forgot we come back to more training i forgot one of the training exercises is that he's hanging from the bottom of a ferris wheel and i'm like yeah. I'm like, is this place they're at closed down? Cause if not, why are they letting them why is no one stopping them from like hanging from a Ferris wheel? But then like I'm like, oh, it's like closed down and they just ran it. No, because then they get off the Ferris wheel and they go talk to a carney. <laughs> so I'm very confused about well, why they why they were allowed to hang from the bottom of a Ferris wheel.
2: Hold on, it gets better. <laughs> uh uh Fred Ward did his own stunts for that. Did he? That's Fred Ward hanging from that
1: imagine if he's like, yeah I the Fred Ward actor dies making Remo Williams, <laughs> the adventure begins. oh, wait a minute, the Carney is the guy from yes, christmas the
2: Vacation. yes,
1: okay, there we go um <laughs> take
0: a minute but we're caught back up
1: <laughs> um I, I had to say though, I did think it was kind of funny when they win the giant pink Panther and they're like walking out of the carnival holding it together, yeah. and he's like, oh, this is mine just so you know I want it that that kind of um. That made me laugh. I also kind of chuckled when he's, like, watching the soap opera and he's just holding himself up by his, like, fingers, just, like, lifting his whole body up, just sitting there watching it. Um, And then I I do kind of like that he just takes out that gun and, like, tries to shoot Remo and Remo and, like, dodge two bullets, which is like, oh, I can dodge two. And then he goes to leave. He sends him back to the market to get rice. And he's like, ah, like don't you, you can't scare me. He's like, you used four of the other bullets yesterday. And he like takes a shot like right at his head. And he's like, I reloaded. So I kind of, I kind of like that bit. Um. So so then like we get back to a part where like Wilford Brimley's still on the computer, and I'm like, is he? I feel like like okay, this is a very specific reference but wilford brimley's whole role in this movie reminded me of in Spaceballs when they had to put like the vhs of Spaceballs in yeah. to see what's going on you know yes. and then like fast forward through the whole movie to get the <laughs> yes. plot like i feel like wilford brimley just had the remo williams vhs like playing <laughs> on his computer and was just watching it the whole time dear lord um he runs on the beach and then what Why does he dive into that mound of sand when he's running on the beach? So we can show you that he's, uh, I don't know. That was so (laughs) weird.
2: And it never comes up again, like in the rest of the movie.
0: Because, you know, it's showing you he's got control over, I don't know. Because if you actually tried to dive into a pile of sand like that, you'd actually probably just break your neck.
1: Oh, yeah, (laughs) Totally. Cause he dives, he just, he's just running and he just literally leaves the ground, dives straight into a pile of sand and then pops out the top of it. And you know, sometimes I like to read you guys, uh, exact quotes from my notes. So here's the next one. He floats while running. What the actual fuck is this movie? <laughs> that is the note that I wrote down cause he's running and then he apparently just starts floating cause he's running on the sand and he's not leaving footprints. Okay,
0: but yeah, why but Chun, is he... Able- Chun's standing over there saying, Float.
1: <laughs> Float? But, like, Float. why is he able to do that? I,
0: because, because Shinaju,
1: Shin, duh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> also,
1: did you like the little bit when uh, Chun tells him that one of the lessons is about how to pleasure a woman? Yeah. It was so, so weird. Um, it really was, yeah. <laughs> so, then Kate Malgru's... I don't... I, you guys, I don't understand this. So, Kate Malgru like Wilfred brimley knows from his magic computer that she's like investigating grove <laughs> magic computer
2: and so she's like
1: going. and they're like they're like oh well we gotta slow her down or she's gonna be in trouble but then she goes somewhere in new york and meets with the Matt guy pretending to be a general who gives her information question mark and then she walks out and the the creep guy with like the diamond tooth is like following her and and Remo chokes so, him out. Hold on, and is then gets yelled be at by a general?
0: Oh, no, no, no. Mac, Mac was Mac pretending, is
1: pretending to, be, to be a general. Oh man, Mac yeah, is pretending it, to yes. be
0: a general, and Remo fought, like, tails her to make sure she's okay or something. But actually, just kind of comes off, off as like middle aged creepy white guy trying to yes, hit on a girl. Yes, like, yes, poorly, okay. Because that, his way of hitting on a girl is just looking at her and nodding his head.
1: <laughs> well, it was it was, the, it was the eighties, so you know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it did work, I guess.
1: (laughs) So Remo chokes out Diamond Tooth Guy and then gets yelled at by a sassy police officer on the street.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Who doesn't doesn't seem too concerned. What the fuck was that? Can I, like, what the fuck was, like, if a cop is walking down the street and sees a guy just choking another human being, I don't think she's just going to be like, hey, stop.
1: Yeah, knock that (laughs) off or I'm going to slap you silly. And It's like, okay, all right. Like, Uh guys, it was the 80s. <laughs> so okay, so then like okay, Kate Mulgrew leaves. Diamond Tooth Guy drives off. Fine. They get pictures of him, and they're like, "Well, we gotta, we gotta kill one of these people. We don't know those organizations after us." Cut to more training at the Statue of Liberty.
0: Pause one second there. There's one thing I didn't understand on that. Oh, just one? Is, oh, yeah. Well, yes. The entire again. So kind of similar to like my rant about Destro and the G.I. Joe movie of like, you're an arms dealer. Why are you telling the army what to do with the weapons that you're selling? Right, right. Grove makes weapons, but he knows like they, they got the pictures and they're like, it's a guy playing dress up as a general. Like, how the fuck do they know that isn't a general? You know who every general is in the armed forces?
1: <laughs> that's true. I didn't think about it like that. He is immediately. He's like, well, that's not a real general. Like, Well, of course not, guys.
2: That? It's the 80s. He's black. He couldn't be a general.
1: Ooh. <laughs> so cut to more training. They're talking. They pull out, and they are in the top of the fucking Statue of Liberty. And my note just says, this Fucking movie. No, no, no. Sorry. I misread the note. You know what the note actually says? This fucking music. <laughs> because they're blaring the Remo Williams theme again. Like Dennis, so,
2: God. I went to bed after watching this movie, and it, that song that reverberated in my brain all night long. It was unnerving. Yeah,
1: so yeah. there's a lot of things about this movie, obviously, that don't make sense. I'm going to tell you coming up now is the one to me that like out of all the stuff in this movie, even him like floating on cement was so confusing to me. He's at the Statue of Liberty, which at this time in the history of the United States is like under renovation or whatever. Right. So there's like scaffolding all around it. Right. And, and they're going to do some training exercise. Diamond Tooth guy. I can't remember his actual name. Um, I think it's and, just Diamond Tooth. I don't know. No, he has a name like they give him, they They call him something in it. But anyways. Yeah,
2: Stone. They call him Stone.
1: Stone. So Diamond Guy, uh, Stone. I see what you did there. Oh, that's a joke. Or is it really Stone? No, it's
2: Stone. Okay, no, so but, yeah,
1: so Stone, anyway, um, okay, this is how I took it. Stone pays some normal construction workers, just like guys on the job, pays these construction workers <laughs> to commit murder. Yes. He just gives them money to commit murder, and
0: not One only – <laughs> <Not> only- <laughs> You need to be very specific. How much did he pay them?
1: I guess I didn't catch that. Oh yeah, it was
0: thirty dollars
1: total. <laughs> so, so total, he, he pays them thirty dollars to kill Remo. And not only are they on board with it, they are like so into it, like they're so <laughs> evil and like getting off on like killing this guy. And I'm like, it, it's like in oh. any other movie, these would be like paid assassins or someone that works for the bad guy but it's literally they got to the construction site and there's like it's like if i was at my job and someone showed up was like hey here's 30 bucks to murder someone and i was like okay that seems like a good deal i'll go do that
0: exactly i'm gonna laugh like a hyena while i'm doing it yeah
1: it was it was like out of literally of all the things in this movie that were like i did this is so confusing to me So they try and kill him. They think he's dead at one point, and I'm not sure why, because he jumps and he lands on a scaffolding and, like, a bag falls off the scaffolding. And they're like, oh, well, that was his body. He's dead. Um, Which, by the way, do you guys remember what they say after they think they killed him? No. No. It's Miller time. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, he catches up to him on the elevator on the way down, Uh, and beats all of them up, and then he, like, slides down a pole and gets to the bottom. Uh, I have a note that says this movie is so fucking stupid. Uh, Remo runs over wet cement without sinking in, and the guy that's chasing him tries to do it. He immediately sinks in. How how deep is that cement? (laughs) First of all, a couple things. The guy sinks in. It's very deep. It dies. Like there's a bunch of people standing around and no one grabs him out of the cement to save his life. He just sinks in and like you see bubbles come up and it's like, oh, that guy's dead now.
2: Did you? Yeah. So so your brother pours cement for a living. Did you ever call him and ask him, is that possible? <laughs> like, has have you ever seen that happen?
0: Right, you should exactly. How deep? Could you? Could you maybe make like a seven foot deep <laughs> thing of cement just so I can see if I fall in, if I can get out.
2: So, that like, convers- like, I might message him. That's a conversation <laughs> I need to have with him, Sean. Yeah. So that is this possible?
0: So, so
1: then, like Chun takes out the other guy, and then like, okay, cut back to Wilfred Brimley still sitting at the computer. Um, they're talking, and like, then they're like. <laughs> damn it they're like hey if this organization is found out we all have to kill ourselves <laughs> like right like that's that's what the conversation yeah. they have is yeah like yeah.
2: no, they don't have to kill each they don't have to kill themselves they have to kill each other
1: oh is that what it is yeah
2: and then the last person left has to kill themselves
1: oh because i thought it was like Wilf, like Mac was gonna kill Wilfred Brimley. Wilfred Brimley, uh, Mac was gonna shoot himself, and like Chun was gonna kill Remo Williams. Yeah, for him. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. They Tell had you. to, yeah. they had to all kill each other essentially.
1: Yeah. And so like Remo Williams is bummed to find this out because he's kind of like him and Chun have a real kind of like they're like they're begrudgingly getting like really close and becoming like you know friends, and he's really bummed to find that out because Chun's like ah yeah if they told me to like I would kill you. Whoa. So
0: he doesn't say if they told me to. He refers to Wilford Brimley as.
1: I don't remember. Please emperor tell me. Smith. That's yeah. it. Emperor because Smith.
0: not only do we have to play up the fact that he's Asian. We have to be. So he, therefore anybody in power is the emperor.
1: That's <laughs> right. I forgot
2: about. Emperor It's, it's another one. level of racism. We're not used to.
0: <laughs> exactly. Just keep stacking them on there. So he said, yes, if Emperor Smith uh, told me I had to. Yes, I would have to kill you. It's in the contract.
1: So, uh Mac and Remo, they go to Grove's plant to try and like dig up some information out. I him. don't
0: understand this at all.
1: Why they go that. there? What they're looking for? Well, yeah, got me. They're, they're, they're,
0: there's that. And then also, like, this entire time, Mac isn't really doing much in the field aside from dressing up as a general for about ten minutes. <laughs> but now he's he and Remo are going out together to do this? Like what
1: and don't forget we also discovered that he has a fake arm this whole time. Yeah. Yes. That we didn't know about. He has yeah. a fake arm. Then okay. So then like what's with these dogs that are chasing Remo?
0: Like That's, this <laughs> Thank you. This this entire like raid ruins the mystique of Remo being a badass in my opinion.
1: Oh, this is what ruins it. Not that it's Fred Ward.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. <it's... laughs> <laughs> Blue collar badass. Okay. <laughs> but so we just watched him take out five guys at the uh, Statue of Liberty, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Beats them all single handedly. Three Doberman pinchers. He can't like, oh my God, come get me, dog. The dogs somehow pull down the fucking steps.
2: Yeah. They're like, <laughs> they're like genetically engineered smart
1: dogs. It is we the craziest be- thing. You haven't even got to the point where the doberman walks over like the tightrope between buildings
0: no and before we get to that we do have to mention the fact that you think he gets by the dobermans oh god the
1: but rats! but then
0: the, the rats, rats you they reenact that scene from the simpsons where they say it's illegal to put squirrels down your pants for the purpose of gambling
1: <laughs> yeah because there's randomly some rats on a ledge of this building that crawl up his pant legs um and then he like falls through a wall and he like I was so confused because they do not they, like he stumbles into this room and I'm like, what the fuck is in this room? Like, is it a computer or whatever? I don't know. Next thing you know, there's this laser that blows up whatever it is. And I'm like, am I supposed to know what this is? <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to that. I think so,
2: actually I think I know what that is. The, the, like, Rose whole thing is he's trying to get a military contract to produce these well, that, satellites.
1: Yeah, I, no, I'm saying they explain it because that, oh, yeah. that's harp. That's harp. That's, like, the right. satellite right. he's building, but it's not real. He's just trying to get paid for it. So they have it set up so if anyone gets too close to it, it's self-destruct, so you right, can't right, tell right, that it's yeah. fake. So, meanwhile, um, Mac... Gets real information in this raid, and they go. They go to leave. The Doberman's still fucking chasing him because it walked over a tightrope between buildings, uh, and then it like jumps, and it's like he lets it like bite on his fake arm, and he like disconnects his fake arm, and apparently the dog's good with that because it just sits there chewing it. Um, and then they go. By the to way, get that
0: a- scene where you can clearly see his real oh, arm. Yeah. tucked inside. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anyways, so guys,
2: he- guys. Forty million dollars. God
0: dang it. So <laughs> it Mac spent on that arm. Yep. Mac, <laughs> he Mac get, a lot of fake arms. Doberman just kept biting through him.
1: Mac well they had to, the, a lot of the money was to make the dog so smart, I heard. They had to like uh so Mac gets shot as they're trying to escape. Um and, and but he's alive, and you're like, oh like this is gonna be a thing, but then he like immediately kills himself. He like cuts the tubes, yeah, keeping himself alive and dies. Um, Remo goes and talks to um, whatchamacallit, Wilfred Brimley sitting at his computer again. Um, and, and that's when they find out the whole thing about the heart being the satellite and it's not real and all this stuff. And so Remo's pissed and he's like, well, I'm just going to go kill Grove now. Why that wasn't the plan all along, I don't know. But he's like, okay, I'm going to go to this military base and kill Grove. Uh, Kate Mulgrew's there. Uh, they run into each other and he, she's like, are you Army Intelligence? And he's like, yeah, I'm Army Intelligence. She's like, okay. Um, and then one of the other guys that works for Grove, I can't remember, not Diamond Tooth guy, but the other, I think, his assistant. Hey. Yeah, he's like, hey, we're gonna go t- test this gun, and they lock him in a room that starts filling with gas. I don't know what this room's used for or why it fills with gas, but it does. Well, it's um,
0: for one second. It's for it's did for you, it's for gassing people. Did you happen to notice on Remo's uh, Army Wait. fatigues? Good. Okay. Uh, on Remo's army fatigues, did you happen to notice the name that was on his?
1: I his did yeah, it
2: said know. Williams.
0: Yes, <laughs> it had his name on him.
1: God damn it. Um, anyway, <laughs> so I was really confused too because like the the diamond tooth guy locks him in and is like this is for my friends at the statue, and I'm like the construction workers. Well, then I remembered he was referring to the guy that <laughs> drowned in the cement and the guy that Jung killed. Um, so. Like, this is baffling to me because, like, they're going to die, right? Remo's not dead yet, but he's kind of struggling. So the diamond tooth guy puts on a gas bath, goes in the room, starts beating him up. Remo slams his head into the glass, cuts the glass with his diamond tooth, then pulls out his eyeball, question mark, and (laughs) smashes the glass to get out of the room. Am I relaying that series of events, right? He
2: plucks that eyeball out like a grape, just like
1: so then okay so then him (laughs) and kate mulgrew are kind of walking through the forest trying to get out chun ends up being there i don't know why but he's there um and he tell immediately tells kate mulgrew that women should stay at home and make babies and i'm like eek even for even for 1985 that's a bit uh that's a bit much um (laughs) they steal a truck the truck has no brakes it drives off the road uh, Kate Mulgrew and Remo jump out. Chun can't make it out. It's a pretty terrible car wreck. He's fine. <laughs> Question mark. Yep. He's good. Yeah. So,
0: did, again, one of my problems with this movie in the rewatch, <laughs> one of them, <laughs> is how much Kate Mulgrew's character just becomes completely passive to Remo. Right. Like, up until up until running into him at the army base, and he's like, uh, "Yeah, I'm army intelligence, and you should salute me. I uh, I outrank you." Like she's questioned everything. She's been a total hard ass. She's the one that's trying to actually pin Grove for you know being dirty in some way, shape, or form. But then all, now all of a sudden she's just like, "Okay, I don't know your name, even let alone your rank, or if you're even legitimate." but I'm just going to blindly go along with you because you need a love interest. Like that's, that's what I took that as.
1: Yeah. Well, it, I would, it was weird. I would argue that her character, you could literally cut her character out of this entire movie. Yes. And she, mm-hmm. she doesn't impact the plot at all. Really? Like she, like she's in the movie and, and yes, yeah, she does some stuff, but nothing that she does really ends up impacting the, Outcome of the movie, right? No, yeah, it's no, I
0: think it's accurate. Yeah,
1: yeah, there, there's like no, they're she kind of like a, they're kind of, she's kind of like a love interest, but it's not like they like really.
0: But I think again, because this was supposed to be the first in a series, the
1: adventure begins.
0: Yeah, the next time <laughs> she'd come she... back,
1: and okay, that's fair. Um, so then like Remo's like, all right, I'm finally gonna go end this. And he outruns a bunch of mines, I guess, like, because there's a bunch of explosions. Um, and then he, why why is there a log on a zip line in this movie? Apparently
2: they're doing logging there also.
1: Because <laughs> he's like, he escapes the mines and he lands on a log and then the log is lifted in the air and going down a zip line and he's hanging on to it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean when, I mean, when they do logging on a mountainside, they do haul them down that way. Why it's on a testing facility for weapons, I have no idea.
1: Did you guys like that? Groves riding in the jeep, and he like beats up a member of the army, steals his gun, and starts shooting it at Remo, yeah. and then starts shooting the machine gun from the jeep. Like, at, who's in charge I mean, there?
0: If you're if you're an arms dealer, I mean, think that's what you're allowed to do. Like, <laughs> you're allowed on you're allowed on every single army base you could possibly you know think of, and then I'll, you can boss g- generals around. Like, yep.
2: yeah, I mean, Destro does it all the time. Look at his relationship right. with Cobra Commander.
0: Yeah, that's so.
1: True. I'm going to describe the sequence of events that ends this movie. And if you guys need to interject, if I miss something, let me know. He drops the log from the zip line onto another pile of logs. They roll down a hill, much like the logs in uh, Return of the Jedi. Uh, they hit the Jeep, knock the Jeep off a cliff. He goes down there. Grove's not dead. Pulls out a gun, tries to shoot him. He dodges the bullets, much like John uh, did at the beginning of the movie. Uh, but worse.
0: Worse. Because... Cause there, cause he actually like does a spin around move on two of them where it's yes. really, it's literally just him walking around in a circle and that's him dodging.
1: <laughs> so anyway. then he, then he disarms them. He does the cool, like taking the bullets out of the gun thing that Chion does. He just like throws them over. And so he lands behind the Jeep. Then he seemingly picks up a piece of kindling and just rubs it with his hand and starts fire question mark. Yeah. That's yeah. It. Because
0: his fingers are so tough because he's, what? he's got that, that Oh, board the, that he's, the board.
1: Yeah. Yep. Oh so man. What
0: calloused it, fingers. Yep. <laughs> oh, that
1: is a callback. I didn't even think about that. So he lights it on fire. Jeep blows up. Grove is dead. Um, God damn it. So Chun and uh, Kate Mulgrew are waiting at a, at a dock at a boat. Uh, he gets there. He's like, "Where's Chun?" And he's like, "He went looking for you." And there's all the army swarms in. Chun runs across, <laughs> runs across the water like Jesus. I don't know if Jesus <laughs> ran. You know, like I, I don't know. You know, religious not my strong suit, but like, so he runs across the water. They get in the boat. They drive off. Leave Cape Mulgrew there. And they're he's arguing. He's saying that he hope he gets at home in time. Ta- they hope they get at home in time to watch the soap
0: opera like am i missing anything at the end of this movie nope that's it why didn't the army open fire
1: because <laughs> they were so mystified by a uh a white man pretending to be an old asian man <laughs> running across water that they they didn't know what to do
0: because it's it's like an entire battalion shows up
1: well i would say this okay i think at first they didn't open up open fire because they didn't want to hit Kate Mulgrew. but when the boat took off i don't know why they didn't shoot at the boat <laughs>
0: <laughs> because yeah, they he I don't even think Remo had finished unhitching the boat when the army showed up, and yeah. they proceeded to all get there and then just stand there, watch him run across.
1: <laughs> all the shots of them just like slack-jawed when he <laughs> he's like running across water,
0: and then uh and then watch him drive off while talking about
1: the soap uh, opera. Yeah, and that's the end. They cue the Remo
0: Williams theme. Dun, 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 dun. I know I didn't
2: watch the credits, but did it say at the end Remo Williams will be back?
0: I don't know. I turned off. <laughs>
1: yeah, I did not get that far into okay, it. Okay, I was sorry. I'm
0: just curious. I don't uh, know if you guys knew or not. Yeah, it's um, so. There, I think we did miss a couple of things as we were going through, and they were they were just specific quotes from Wilford Brimley that I wrote down that aged terribly. Okay. Uh,
1: oh, number, I know one of them is bad.
0: <laughs> number one is was when they both happened at the around the time where during the discussion of hey we all have to you know basically die if we get found out right Mm -hmm. and and Wilford Brimley says because we can't embarrass the president (laughs) And and, and and I guess the office of the president in 1985 was much different than it has been in the past since, anyway. yeah. <laughs> so, so that that one made me chuckle but then when remo's like because uh, wolf brimley's like i'll take this pill and whatever and Max like and you know a guy's found in a hat store with his head blown off um cool and then remo's like well where's that leave me and remember what Wilfred brimley says no with your little slanty-eyed friend yeah. oh yes <laughs> yeah like, oh yeah to, to joe's point even for 1985 that's
1: bad yeah that is not good <laughs>
0: uh, but the
1: yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's all, <I've> got. all <laughs> right. is, uh, there's,
2: i got is i got a lot I, of
0: racist dialogue and yeah this movie's rough um
2: yeah i got nothing else like i don't even know where to begin with this movie um, uh, it, it was nominated, like we said, for an Academy Award for Best Makeup, but which, lost. But lost to The Mask, not The Mask, but yeah, Mask. Mask, yes. you know, Eric yeah. Stolz's. the Cher movie, yeah. yeah.
1: Not to be confused with Somebody Stop Me, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and and at some point, Joel Gray was nominated for a Golden Globe for this, which is insane to me. The- Nobody knows what to say, so I think maybe we should just yeah. get into the ratings and we'll go from there. Here we go. Let's rate this thing. All right, as our guest, James, you get to go first, or have one of us go first. I am curious. Oh man, there we go. Sorry the uh, the machine gun sound sound just went off again. Um. I'm curious to listen to... What was the last time you watched this prior to prior to now?
0: Oh, oh um, probably sometime in the 90s, to be okay. honest with you. So I'm curious um,
2: what you think now
0: versus then. <laughs> so... My rating is going to be artificially high because it does have a nostalgia factor. That's well, fine. Yeah,
1: hey. That's fine. We, we There's plenty of movies we cover that are like nostalgia will add a whole machine gun to it. So sure. that, that's understandable.
0: But, again, if you ask 11-year-old James, what does he rate this? It's five machine guns, maybe six. <laughs> um, <laughs> nine thumbs up. Who's even? Uh, but... Uh, but now like to, to give it anything above two it would feel like i'm being way too generous and and yeah I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give it two i'll give it two machine guns there's parts of this movie that are still i'll say enjoyable um honestly if the movie was was just chun training remo that was better than the action sequences <laughs> And like the dialogue between those two actually works out better than most of the other dialogue in the movie because it doesn't come across as blatantly racist in most cases. <laughs> um, and, yeah, there's like every time you think it's going to be something great, then all of a sudden you got rats down your pants. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's
1: the log line from this. That's going to be our new... Uh... <laughs> be our new like emoticon, LBJ. You got rats down your pants. <laughs> For the That's picture it. of Remo Williams. Um, <laughs> so do you want me to go next? With, do you want to go next? I'll, I'll go next. Right, go um, yeah, I Yeah, I didn't I didn't like this. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I,
1: I, I, this the whole like. Here's the thing: we talked about how it cost forty million dollars, which blew my mind because this whole thing to me watching it was like. This seems like a glorified TV pilot. Like it was like an episode of the A-Team or something, you know, like it seemed like it was not a motion picture and that it was a made for TV movie or something, you know, like
0: it they just... did one of those too, by the way. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Um, was Fred Warden it? No. No. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> <sighs> Thank God. Burt Ward uh,
1: was. <laughs> <laughs> Burt Ward, yeah. But yeah, this movie is
0: dressed just...
2: as Robin. It was crazy.
1: This movie is—it's too long. It's so weird. It's so weird, and and like I guess, like to your point, James. I guess they were like, "Oh, this is going to be a huge franchise, so we can—we need to introduce all this stuff," and then you know. But like, it's just—it is not. I can say this, good or bad, it is not what I expected at all. Like when I started watching it, when that guys started dodging fucking bullets i was like what <laughs> is this movie so it's like i i will i will give it a little bit of credit because it's definitely like you're not going to see anything else like this like this is like nothing else you have seen and i i get to a certain extent why it has a cult movie status because we've talked about it before cult movies are all kind of weird oddball like movies you know they're not necessarily good movies but people latch onto them so i could see why like and I can see why sitting around if we had watched this all together, like, you know, like this would be a good movie to sit around and like bag on and like watch with a group of <laughs> yeah. friends and have some yep. drinks and stuff. But it's not a good movie. And it's it's outdated. It's, it is very racist. And that's before you even get to the fact that the uh, Korean guy is being played by a white man in it. Um, <laughs> but it, it's not entirely unwatchable. But I, 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 I think I'll go with one and a half machine guns for it. What about you, LPJ?
2: yeah this is a God this is a, such a weird movie, and dwight the brutish one uh I don't know what you see in this movie that made you <laughs> want to suggest it, other than maybe you wanted to suggest it to torture us um but yeah, this is strange i, I don't I didn't mind Joel Grey in this, you know, I thought he was fine as Chun, but The fact that it's him playing a Korean man is very weird like it's it's so it's so weird it's just so weird
1: It's, Uh, it's beyond weird
2: Fred Ward is not like a star he's not like a a bankable lead actor so I don't know what they were really going with as far as you know he's not a Sean Connery he's not that James Bond type, which is not what they were going for, but well, you still had say, to have somebody, you know, uh, I guess of the that caliber. That, Go on.
1: To the extent, I'm uh, sorry to interrupt, but like to the extent it's like, if they're looking for like Joe Blow, every man, like I get why they went with like, yeah, someone that's kind fair. of nondescript. Like if that's, if they are going for like a working man, James Bond vibe, like I understand why they went with Fred Ward because he's very like someone you would see walking on the street. Like he's not like, he doesn't have movie star good looks, you know, but he's not, like, ugly. He's just, like, a guy. So, I to that extent, I get maybe why they went with him.
2: You, you know who would have worked in this? Yeah. You're going to laugh. Richard Dean Anderson. <laughs> MacGyver. MacGyver would have been great in this. <sighs> ah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, but anyway, ah. yeah, this movie is nonsensical. Um, it, it's just... It's just a weird movie and I don't I don't like it very much. And <laughs> I, it's I it's a long like it. I just don't like it. It's a long movie and I don't ever want to see it again. And I hate the theme song and I'm gonna give this dun, one dun, machine dun, gun. Dun,
0: dun, 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 dun. So let me ask you this. If, yes. There's obviously a ton of source material for this, yeah. right? And in researching uh, researching this movie prior to watching it again, there's been a couple of different times where they've tried to reboot it or make uh, even a sequel or what have you. In Hollywood today, who would you pick to be Remo, Remo Williams?
2: As like an everyman?
0: Yeah. Like you're, you're launching this franchise. You get what they're going for. You realize the missteps of the first one. Who would you pick to be that that? star that hold them down to to launch that franchise and why is it the rock (laughs) (laughs) no i think the rock is the opposite of who you'd want
2: right exactly i mean i think it would have to be somebody like a chris pine you know or like um i think probably like chris pine would be fine um if they went like a more comedic route you could do someone like a i don't know maybe like a Paul Rudd, I guess, if you did like a comedic route, you
1: could almost you could almost see like if they're going a comedic route, like not, I mean, like listen, movie stars are handsome, so all these people are too handsome, but like I could see I could see this movie working, like especially with like the interplay between him and Chun with like a like a Ryan Reynolds, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I could so. see that, like because I I do think again because I I've got a soft spot for it. I I do think the source material shows that like you could do like you don't you don't publish 150 books and sell right 40 million copies like they've sold over 40 million copies of reba williams stories yeah so so there's a market for it if it's done properly this was not it right no this is definitely
2: not it what
0: about like um um,
2: what about like an oscar isaac
1: maybe yeah he's too classy for this
0: (laughs) yeah you're probably right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's true um
1: <laughs> I, I, it is curious like it, it, it that does that is a very interesting question james because it's like there's clearly something about this character and these stories that people are into so like it is weird that they tried this kind of one attempt and it didn't pan out and then they're like nope i guess not but let's make like 90 more books you know like it is yeah <laughs> it is weird also the thing that's gonna like i'm gonna wake up like in a cold sweat and nightmares trying to figure out why this movie cost 40 million (laughs) dollars like i just don't understand why it costs so much money there's no special effects that none of the i mean there's that one explosion or maybe a couple explosions but like there's no, none of the sets are like extravagant a lot of it is like they're out at the army base or they're in a dark warehouse or they're in that fucking office where Wilfred Brimley's sitting at <laughs> a chair like I don't understand like I don't understand that this movie cost 40 million dollars it was nominated for an academy award are like enough to drive me crazy. Also, here's another thing I thought of while I was watching this movie. LBJ has always made a long stance that he's never going to end the podcast. I think he picked this theme for this season because he wants me to quit so he's just <laughs> like he's like i don't want to end the podcast but if sphinx and lbj or er, er, and hovercraft Joe quit then like the podcast is done so i think this is his secret way of trying to like get me to quit by being like hey watch Free Jack now watch remo williams like I I think he's secretly trying to get me to quit. But I'm here here to tell you, listeners, it's not going to be successful, but I might get more jaded. Everyone's like, oh, Huffercraft Joe, he's the level-headed fun one. I'm going to become the jaded one of the podcast.
2: I don't think anyone says you're the level-headed fun one.
1: (sighs) I'm the level-headed one between you and Sphinx. Maybe not the fun one. but That's fair.
2: That's fair. (laughs) You're the referee more than anything. Here, this will but blow yeah. your mind too. Think, this is forty million dollars in nineteen eighty-five. Yeah, that's like three hundred and twenty million dollars. The now. fact that this mean, movie, realistically it is, it's like a hundred million dollars.
1: The yeah. fact that this movie costs double the amount of Back to the Future is something that I will never forget. <laughs> That'll be like, <laughs> I'll be on my deathbed and someone will be like, What are your last words? I'm like, Remo Williams costs double the amount of Back to the Future. <laughs> They're like What's Remo
0: Williams? So the prosthetic arm. Can we go back to that for a second? <laughs> I, I didn't rewatch it after they re- they, you know, unveiled that he had a prosthetic arm. But the entire movie that doesn't come up at all, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I've got a fake arm, but it just works exactly like a normal arm.
1: Oh and- yeah, they, it's it's definitely it's not something that like it, like you said if you went back and were like, oh, can I see if they like telegraphed it? No, it's like they just decided they're like, oh well, <laughs> he's gonna cut open this electric fence with his fake arm, like <laughs> what? Uh, they're like that's <sighs> the only way. Like I guess they were like, well, we gotta have him cut open the fence and we gotta have the dog chew on it, so he's gotta have a fake arm.
2: That's it. That's the only solution. Yeah. For $40 million, that's the best thing you can come up with.
1: We've worked Rats for five we were for we worked for five presidents and you're our third member.
2: <laughs> All right. Uh I think we're good. Um Are we? I, I, yeah, I'm, I got to <laughs> put a stop to this. I got to put a stop to this. Uh we are the last action podcast. You can check us out every Mondays. Every Monday, I'm sorry. Uh, That's not a plural word.
1: Every Monday.
2: (laughs) We can check us out every
1: Mondays, guys.
2: Yeah, guys, every Mondays on the GameZilla Media Network there. And uh, anywhere where podcasts are available, uh, if you do go to GameZillaMedia.com and click on the Discord link, you can join our Discord and you can uh, chat with us. You can use our sweet bone-jacked uh, emote that we developed. You just got bone-jacked. I'm going to explain that to you, James. James, we were watching Free Jack, right? I don't know if you listened to the episode or not, um, but Mick Jagger's in it, and he's a bone-jacker. And we were trying to figure out what bonejacking is, and we've just decided that it could be whatever you want it to be. And so we now have an emoji on our Discord that says, you just got bone-jacked.
1: Uh, it's, a, it's a picture of Mick Jagger. And it's a picture
2: of Mick Jagger. <laughs> I like it. Yep. Uh, anyway, so uh, come to our Timber Discord, get bone jacked, and join us for some conversation. And um, yeah. And you can check this out a, uh,
1: this the. This is another one I do want I do want to throw out there real quick. This is another one on the Discord. If you're a fan of this movie, if you like this movie, tell us why. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Dwight, Let
1: us know what we're missing.
2: Dwight, a.k.a. The Brutish One, I need to talk to you because. We we need to know. We need to know why you love this movie so much. Gosh,
1: it's, it's February. It's going to be a long year with these movies. <laughs>
2: this makes me really want to pick, because we haven't decided yet. Joe left it up to me to pick what our underrated movie is for our next recording session, and I really want to pick a juicy one. I don't know if I can top this one, but we're going to see what I can do.
1: Great. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, uh, James, thanks for being with us. Yeah, Thank you. Thanks for always. having me. Sure. Anyth- anything you want to plug?
0: Um, there was actually a Remo Williams 2 that was released in Australia. Anyway, <laughs> in no. 2017. 2017? Yes. Anyway yeah no i'm I'm good thanks for having me (laughs)
2: no problem all right well this episode of the last action podcast has been terminated
1: but we'll be back